Welcome back to the Buffalo Wild Wings pregame show, getting you set in between games in this doubleheader. Jack Sedigan alongside Terry Pendleton. Terry in town for a few days, and thank you so much for joining us on the pregame show today. Well, it's my pleasure being here. When you come into town, what's your goal, and how are you going about your schedule and watching these players? Well, my, my goal is to come in and assist in any way I can, whether it's with the manager, the coaches, and the players uh, defensively or offensively. So I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm all departments when I get in, I guess, uh, basically wherever they need help or whatever I see to try and assist them with. Uh, but I come in, I, I really try to focus, go in the cage and focus on the guys hitting. I'll sit down and talk with the manager and coaches and see if there's any areas that they feel the players need work in or that I can possibly assist in. We'll go over that, and then I'll go out and try to assist them in that way. You've had a long playing career, a long coaching career. What were your favorite things? We'll start with playing. What were your favorite things about playing, and now some of your favorite things on the other side coaching these players? I don't know. I guess there were favorite places to go play. You know, um, my favorite would probably be San Diego because you know you're going to wake up. It's going to be a little foggy, but when the day gets there, it's going to be 72 to 79 every day and beautiful, you know? That was relaxing as a player. Um, one of the favorite places to go in and play was probably Wrigley Field because the yeah. fans are right on top of you and you just love making them sit down and shut up, you know? So that was one <laughs> of my favorite things to do in going in there. So for me, that was probably the, the, the highlight. And of course, meeting all your, your teammates over the years and, and, and having those friendships and carrying those friendships uh, on through the year as we still do to this day. Uh, those are favorite things for me as a coach. Uh, favorite thing is going out working with a player and then having him go out and work his rear end off at it, get good at it, and then see it happen on the field and his reaction, the way he goes about doing it, making it happen, doing it right, and then the reaction of him relaxing and knowing that, hey, you know what, I've worked my rear end off on this thing and it actually works, I can actually do this. And the satisfaction in their eyes is what gives me satisfaction. Yeah, it's just baseball, right? Sometimes things just click for players and then it happens. Yeah, you know, I try to tell them that, that it is just baseball, and you've been doing that since you were yay high. But uh, the mindset can be a little different when it when that first pitch is thrown. So you got to just kind of get them to relax and understand that every level you go up, the, game, the speed of the game speeds up a little bit. But so do you. What does the Atlanta Braves organization mean to you, having been a part of this organization, been in the Hall of Fame? What does it mean to you? Well, it's, it's special. Um, how can I put it? The people of Atlanta, outside of Atlanta, whether it's Florida, Alabama, Tennessee, Mississippi, the Carolinas, all appreciate what I brought to the table as a player. Um, They show me that whenever I'm around. Um, The Atlanta Braves organization has shown me and my family nothing but love and support uh, from the time I stepped on the field uh, or signed, literally signed in December of 90 with the Atlanta Braves. So... Um, definitely family, definitely first class family. And it's just special. Just, you know, for me, it's funny. Somebody asked me one day about the Atlanta Braves and, and, and what makes you or what satisfies you so much. I was a St. Louis Cardinal coming in playing the Atlanta Braves when on a, on a perfect Friday night, there might be 5,000 people in the stands total. And I could hear the right fielder holler. I got it. I got it (laughs) from third base. And to see the change, to walk through a grocery store and see somebody wearing an Atlanta Braves hat when, when in those days in the late 80s, you couldn't give them away, right. you know. 
that's special to me. I grin. I, I kind of grin inside to see somebody walking around in Atlanta Braves hat because I felt like I had a little bit and I was a, I was a part of that that renewing of the Atlanta Braves and it was just special. What was it like when you were on those teams in the 90s, they were playing extremely well, and then the fandom started to come around and you were growing that fan base and teaching Atlanta you know, what baseball was all about in that city? It was fun to show up at the ballpark every day. It was, it was actually fun to show up on the road every day because we knew when we walked out on the field, it was like ours. I mean, we're in Cincinnati, but we're at home. You know, We had that type of attitude. And it was more fun for me to watch our younger players you know, our younger players who had low confidence early and we start playing well at the second half of 91 to watch them walk out on the field with their chest out, whether they knew it or not, <laughs> you know, to sit in the dugout and watch them walk out to start batting practice. It was special. It really was special. It was fun to watch. As I think about it, it you know, I grin because it was, it was such fun to watch these guys go from those young puppies to really big league baseball players. Who were some of the your favorite guys that you got to interact with throughout those 90s years with Atlanta? Wow, it was. I mean, if you knew our team, it wasn't always one person. I mean, our our, our team. You know, Mark Lemke would be quiet as can be, and he'd come up with a one-liner that would set the whole clubhouse on fire. You know, that's the kind of kind of things we did there. If I had to say on a daily basis, it was Dave Justice, Deion Sanders, and Otis Nixon nonstop at each other, which kept <laughs> us all going every day. But those guys made it fun. They knew when to when to turn it on, turn it off. They knew when it was time to do a job. And in all honesty, you'd hear them out in the outfield laughing and having a good time because they could still do their jobs and relax and enjoy it. And if I'm not mistaken, you got a chance to hang out with Dion last year, right? Did you come and go by Jackson State? Yes, I did. I spent some time over there. I took uh, Tom Goodwin with me over there, and we basically spent, I guess we were there from about 8 o'clock to 132 o'clock uh, hanging out with Dion. We we had a good time. We we got to reminisce and catch up on some things because I hadn't seen him in a while. Yeah. So it, it was definitely a good time to get over there and, and spend some time with him. Did, did he have the same personality then that he, he does now being so outspoken as he is? Oh, yes, yes. I mean, um, he was probably literally more outspoken when he was younger, <laughs> to tell you the truth. He's relaxed and refined and... and uh, I'll tell you, people will listen, will sit down and listen to him talk or, or admire him because of prime time and the old deal. But if you sit down and listen to him, the man has some awesome wisdom. He brings something special to the table. Anytime you get a chance to sit down and listen to him talk, you need to sit down and listen because he's going to bring something to you. Speaking of wisdom, you've been able to gain a lot of it playing and coaching as much as you have. What have you noticed that has changed about the game over the years, especially now with all these new rules coming in in the last year? That's what I've noticed, honestly. <laughs> um, the rule changes have been the biggest thing for me. Heck, I've got to stop and ask you, hey, well, what, what about, why is this, and what is this? Be because of all the rule changes, you'd think I'd know them all, but I don't, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I think a lot of the rule changes have been a, a, a real difference for me. I, you know, I'm, I'm old school, and people say, well, you know, you got to get with the times or whatever, but I played the game in the old school era, and the game was so great and so awesome that I always wonder why would people want to change it in any way, shape, or form. But everybody has their reasons and rhymes and reasons for wanting to do so. Uh, they say it's more for the fans, and this is what the fans have asked for, and that's who we're out here battling every day for. So the fans could have something to check out. So maybe it's for the better. I don't know. We'll have to. I guess you'd say time will tell. But in my old mind, 
<laughs> Old school. You've also been in that position where, you know, you've been in between the players and in between the ownership, you know, battling things out, negotiating different things. Obviously, the strike in, in the 90s was a big one. But what's it like interacting with both those sides and how do they come to different conclusions and how to improve things and how to reach each agreement? Well, I always found in my day of sitting down in negotiations, really, I guess I could say this, finding out is really never about the players. It's about the owners trying to control each owner. You know, that, okay. that was, that was the, in my day, that was a bigger thing. Yeah. I think now they're, they're, uh, as I understand it, and I'm not in the middle of it, I'm on the outside reading little ticks and tacks sure. about what they're trying to accomplish. But I think they're the owners and the players are trying to make the game better for everybody. And if you're if that's what you're attempting to do, then I'm all for it. What are some of your favorite things about the game of baseball and the way it's played? You never know who's going to win. It doesn't matter. You can have the best Cy Young Award winner on the mound. And you can have the number nine hitter in the lineup hitting 220 with the bases loaded in the ninth inning with two outs, and he may come up and hit the ball at the ballpark. A guy that doesn't hit home runs. That's what makes the game of baseball so great. You never know what's going to happen. And no matter what lineups on that wall over there, doesn't matter. You don't know who's going to win. And that's what makes it so great. You can go out on the basketball court and have Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and you know the greatest center of all time, and you know there's a really good chance they're going to win every night. That's not going to happen in baseball, and that's what makes it so great. Terry Pendleton, Atlanta Braves Hall of Famer, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and talk with me this afternoon. It was my pleasure. Buffalo Wild Wings pregame show will continue right after this.